0: It is said that the Duke Guido blinded himself to the perils of Arrakis, that he walked heedlessly into the pit. Would it not be more likely to suggest he lived so long in the presence of extreme danger, he misjudged a change in its intensity? Or is it possible he deliberately sacrificed himself that his son might find a better life? All evidence indicates the Duke was a man not easily hoodwinked. From Mulhadib family commentators by the princess Welcome to Reading Dune, a podcast where we read Dune by Frank Herbert and talk about it. If you're a Fremen or a first-time reader, this podcast is for you. My name is Caleb Pauls. And I'm Evan Diaz. And together, we are going to read some Dune. Yeah, we are. I don't think I said that last time. No, you definitely did. Oh, I did. Okay, great. I mean, it's in my it's in my script. Not that you can see my script, but it's in your. <laughs> it's in my script. It says Evan says, "Yeah, we are." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> definitely said it. Just, so I know I know to pause and then let you say your line and then we continue. Right. All right. <laughs> the Duke was not was a man not easily hoodwinked. Yeah, here we are in front of the biggest crap the universe has ever seen. Why would he do such a thing? Leto. I mean, I feel bad for the dude. Right. Like, I mean, there's got to be something with the past, right? His his grandfather, his father would um, go into bullfighting pits to face danger, and eventually got him killed. Leto was a space cavalier, saving people, always in danger, always up front. He's used to it. But why do you step into this trap? Because as we know from chapter one, there's nothing for the father. Right. right. That's what the right. baby
1: Jesuit said. So that's why it says maybe he was just looking out for Paul. Like maybe he was doing all of this so that Paul could maybe amount to something great.
0: You know, I mean, yeah, Paul would would, would have been a great Duke of Caladan. Right would he Would he be emperor? Probably not. Probably not. But, but yeah. Uh, it, it
1: reminds me of the first conversation between the Duke and Lady Jessica where they, like, got in a room for five minutes and they came out and they're like, yep, we're doing this, you know? And right. maybe that is, like, the conversation that they were having. It's like, hey, uh, I want to make a son who's going to be the emperor of the world. You're B'nai Jesuit. You can make that happen. What do you think? Let's do it. You ready? Let's do it. Let's go. Come
0: on. We will take every possible advancement the universe gives us and get us to this point where it's ultimately possible. Because I believe you're hot, and this is going to be awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, you fine.
1: You got that mind thing going on? We could do this. There's
0: nothing that can stop us. <laughs> Not even the Harconans. <laughs> yeah. Here we are on the the um, most important planet in the galaxy. On Arrakis. All right, so we enter this chapter. Um, Duke Leto is in a parapet of a land control tower outside um, Arakeen, the night's first moon, an um, oblate. oblate? Oh, I'm definitely oblate. saying that wrong. What is oblate. it? Obl- oblate? Ob- oblate? I'm doing a Google. Google it.
1: Readers, tell us if we say things wrong.
0: We're looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, a blad. A spheroid flattened at the poles. So just another word for sphere. Just a stubby ball.
1: That stubby ball in the sky. (laughs) Also, it says the first moon. How many
0: moons are there on Arrakis? Do you know? There are two. Ah. Things we're learning about Arrakis. Yeah, there are two moons. And fun fact um, deep down, not that it's relevant to the story at all, but it's pretty cool that um, Arrakis also has two stars, one of them being a white dwarf. Right. Um, the solar system. So that's two stars, two moons, and that creates sandworms, evidently. How do, okay.
1: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question Frank. I'm just gonna trust him. That's part of the universe. That's one of those things. It's like, how did SpongeBob have a campfire? You know Is what? It, yeah. You know.
0: That's a that's a great comparison. You just go. You just go with it. That's <laughs> millennials. If we didn't hurt anything, it goes back to SpongeBob. Right. <laughs> 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 All right. So. Um. At the first moon, it hung above the silv- the southern horizon, beneath it the jagged cliffs of the shield wall. So we have another reference to the shield wall. It is the main feature of the basin. It makes the basin. It's like staring at the Rockies. You're not, not going to stare at them. Right. If they're, there. they're just kind of there all the time. Right. They like don't
1: move. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. They're mountain. <laughs>
0: Get over it, Evan and Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, he notices there's something posted above. Um, uh, let's see. There's something he's like next to a pole and on it, there's a poster. And on the poster, it says, our sublime potash emperor has charged me to take possession of this planet and end all dispute. Like probably with his face on it or something. With, like, the royal, with, the, like, the Atreides hawk or something right, like, by the way, I'm in charge now. Yeah. Right. Very strictly, regal. Strictly propaganda here. I am the right. no one in charge and you should have listened to me.
1: Right. And Leto's like, dude, this sucks.
0: <laughs> right. Uh. He definitely says that. He was like, who is fooled by this fatuous legalism? <laughs> Which is not a, a fancy talk for, dude, this sucks. <laughs> 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 yeah like, nobody nobody really cares right now not the fremen the minor houses they could care less if i die or if i live mm-hmm. and they control the inner trade of arrakis right they'll be there whether i'm here or not um and we're harkonnen creatures almost to do a man and then his thought gets interrupted with they have tried to take the son the life of my son they have tried mm-hmm. to take the life of my
1: son And he says it over and over and over again, the whole chapter. This is like in the back of his
0: head, eating away at him. Constantly. Like he knew it was going to be dangerous. But like we haven't even hit night one. I think we went over a nap. (laughs) Yeah. And he got attacked. Jeez. Like we haven't even finished sorting out anything. And they're already on top of us. Like, oof! like he knew this was going to happen. But this is fast. Um, the rage was difficult to suppress. He saw lights of a moving vehicle coming towards a landing field from a- Arakeen. He hoped it was a guard and a troop carrier bringing Paul. So it's probably like way off in the distance. You can see it coming in. The delay was galling, even though he knew it was prompted by caution on the part of Howitt's lieutenant. They have tried to take the life of my son. Um, his head shook to drive out the angry thoughts glancing back over the field where five of his own frigates were posted about around the rim, like monolithic centuries. Better a cautious delay than the lieutenant was a good one. He reminded himself a man marked for advancement, completely loyal. And his, his mind goes to art sublime Paddish emperor. And so he's stuck in this illusion of like, okay, they tried to kill my son. Why am I doing this? Uh, this really doesn't mean anything this means nothing the That I
1: game is falling apart in his mind he's like why is this even a thing you know our sublime powder Shaw emperor what is that this like he's like deconstructing this whole idea of the, the the empire and the class system and all this stuff he's just like this is so dumb
0: it's <laughs> definitely what he's thinking right. he says like, uh, what is, what else is one to expect of barbarians who dearest dream to live outside the order and security of of the Frothalus? like Who who would dare live outside of the system?
1: Right, and I mean that was the that was the the emperor. The emperor said that, right? Oh yeah yeah yeah. The
0: emperor's private
1: nook. So he's thinking like, like, the okay. The poster says, "Our sublime Padishah Emperor." But if these people knew what he really thought about them, he would not be their sublime Padishah Emperor. He would be just a big jerk,
0: you know. Big jerk in space someplace else. Right. No, definitely. And they kind of hold the power, you know, like
1: Arrakis holds a lot of power. If they were just like, nope,
0: no more. You you stop, you know, what's the emperor going to do? I can, I can, Evan. I can, I can see your, uh, your revolutionary mind is starting to spin about who has real power on Arrakis. Stick it to the man, Fremen. <laughs> yes, and I think that's what. Um, yeah, the Duke is definitely aiming for that direction. Yeah. Uh, and it's at that moment he, the Duke, kind of like, right? He wanted he, his dearest dream is to end all class distinctions and never again. Think of it, which is crazy foreshadowing when you get later on in the books. Um, Sweet, because yeah, I can't even. I don't even want to say anything. But once don't. you get to book book four, that that happens. Okay, so moving forward, um, he looked up and out of the dust at the unwinking stars and thought, one of those is my Caladan and he gets caught up in homesickness. Which, of course, he would. He's surrounded by dust. Right, like who doesn't at that point? He's, but he says, "I must mask my feelings for the boy's sake, if, he's, if he if he's ever to have a home, this must be it." He may, I may have think of think of Arrakis as a hell I've reached before my death. So he's already thinking about him, himself dying.
1: Right,
0: but he must find here that is which will inspire him. There must be something. Mm. So again, it's that. Yes, this sucks. Yes, I'm probably going to die, but if Paul is ever going to succeed, this will be, this will need to be his home. Um, and then he gets a a poem by Gurney Halleck stuck in his head. My lungs taste the air of time blown past falling sands. And then he's like, well, no crap, Gurney. There's a lot of sand here now. Like, (laughs) um, and then it gets him thinking about the Fremen. If anything could buy a future for the Atreides line, the Fremen just might do it. Because the Harkonnens didn't—they didn't, they didn't even bother counting the Fremen. They—they right. they were animals to them. How many could there be? And I think that's why he sent Duncan out. He sent his swordsman out there to say, "All right, I need my best, most man, my best man to go out there and prove us to these people, to right. which we will meet." we will a, need to... it's like an
1: asset that the Harkonnen's just did not take advantage of because they're snooty you know
0: yes and that yeah he's definitely thinking like if we could get the Fremen on our side we will have something that nobody else has right and they're all thinking this way right cuz the Fremen are as as battle-worn and as tough as the Sardaukar and all this stuff but can you win them over are they people to be trusted? Those wrinkly little people. <laughs> um, they have tried to take the life of my son. And then he sees the shuttle coming in. He says, time to go and get to work. I'm guessing this is a shuttle from... Uh, it could be from the guild ship. Um, Coming down. It also could be um a shuttle coming from the open sand from where they do spice mining. I'm not real sure. It sounded like they were just
1: coming fresh off of Caladan. Yeah so fresh from the, the spacing guild liner. Right. Because they're the the soldiers come out and they're just kind of being jarhead soldiers and you know jerks, and, and they're like, oh, did you see the planet? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they say a bunch of really funny stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, he's talking about the gravity. How many G's under this place, pool? Full of feels heavy. <laughs> right? Like Feel that under your dogs? <laughs> That's gravity, man. Did you get a good look at the holes all the way down? There's <laughs> yeah. all that loot they supposed to have. The no, Argonus took it with him. Me for a hot jar and a soft bed. Haven't you heard stupid? <laughs> no showers down here. You scrub your ass with sand. <laughs> hey, Bennett, here's the Duke. Like <laughs> so the shadows and the Duke decides to go down. Because he's gotta he's gotta meet with Gurney. Um, and you know, it's good to show the men the Duke. Right. And it's cool that they all fall
1: completely silent as soon as like they see him. There's that like respect that like Power there. That's really cool.
0: And yeah, and that's definitely what he's trying to emulate, right? He needs to he, he needs to wield that power the best way he can. Right. And he's done it before, and now is the time to prove he can do it. And then we meet old Gurney. He strode over the point of the crowd with a bag over one shoulder and his baselette clutched in the other hand. Never leaving any place without his battle set. <laughs> Never know when you need a good, good strumming. (laughs) Is that what kids call it these days? You know, strumming it? No one calls it that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not like you play guitar or anything, but you would know. No one calls it (laughs) that. Okay, you're right. No one calls it that. Yeah. All right, so then the Duke looks at Gurney admiring the ugly lump of a man. Noting the glass splinter eyes with their gleam of savage understanding, here was a man who lived outside the frafaluches, who, while obeying their every precept, what was that Paul called him? Gurney the Valorous. So here's a person who doesn't live within the class lines, but definitely respects them. Like Gurney doesn't give any craps about who's who.
1: Right. He's just trying to survive, and the best way to do it is to just kind of play the game. But in reality, he's like, screw it, man. this is."
0: Yeah, he knows he's going to die anyway, kind of a thing in life. He might as well surround himself with people who are noble and just. You know what I mean? But like, right. who are the best? I could be a, I could be a slave in Genghidi Prime, in the Harkonnen world, but no, I'm here, so I might as well just be here with my people who are good. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be Valor. Halleck's wispy blonde hair trailed a cop across barren spots on his head.
1: <laughs> the boy ugly, okay? He is not easy to look at.
0: But you know what? He, keep the, he keeps the long hair. He likes it. And, uh, yeah, he's got that big jawline scar. The whole area was casual, shoulder set capability. He came up to the Duke and bowed. And I love how Gurney, like, he looks like this. But he's just chocked full of quotes. Like, he's just a one big quote machine. Just right. spitting lyrics.
1: Right. I low-key, like, love Gurney. It's like, every time he shows up, he's just so cool. And he's like,
0: you know, waddles up there. You know, My lord, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he gestured with the ballast set towards the men in the room. This is the last of them. I'd prefer coming in with the first wave, but... <laughs> yes.
1: Being snarky to the Duke when everyone else was like, you know, <laughs> paralyzed
0: by respect and admiration. <laughs> I guess it's something about dude friendships. Like, I think kind of just a, just a little burn, just right, right there. Right. And the, and the Duke plays with him, like, there's still some, some, Har- some Harkonnens for you. <laughs> and he's like, you know, step aside and let's talk. And Grant's like, cool, cool, cool. Let's do it. So they moved into an alcove beside a coil slot water machine while the men stirred restlessly in the big room. So I think, I think that's like a vending machine that just <laughs> pumps out water. How dropped his back. I mean, again, Frank wrote this in the sixties. This is high tech. <laughs> <laughs> this guys by the water cooler. Um, and the Duke asked how many men can he let how it have? So the Duke is concerned about safety and security again, how it doesn't have enough men. Um, <laughs> For the Duke to feel safe. Because, I mean, what's it say? They try to, they try to attack his son. Right. Um, he says, He's lost, Howard's only lost two agents, but his advanced man gave us excellent line on the entire Harkonnen setup here. If we move fast, we may gain a measure of security, the breathing space we require. He wants as many men as you can spare, men who won't balk at a little knife work. Knife work. Shingo. Right. Like, again, we're not questioning anybody. We're roughing them up a little bit. Right. Nobody deserves to be questioned here. So hard. So hard right now.
1: (laughs) And and, uh, Gurney just like, like, yeah, sure thing, dude, we got (laughs) a... Doesn't even blink like, yeah, I'll give you 300. How's that sound? Yeah. It's like, yo, we need some dudes to shank some people. It's like, yeah, I got 300. They're dope. They'll
0: shank anybody. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they shanked. Three of them shanked me getting here. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I played them well tuned, and everything was fine. Um, but then, then Gurney's like, oh, but we have, we have a problem. Um, the of commandment will hold a shuttle here. They'll dawn. The guild highliner that brought us is going on its business, and the shuttle is supposed to make contact with the cargo ship taking up a load of spice. Our spice, my lord. Our spice. But the shuttle will only carry some of the spice hunters from the old regime. They've adopted to leave the change of Fife, and the chain. the judge of the change is allowing it. These are valuable workers, Gurney, about 800 of them. Before the shuttle leaves, we must persuade some of those men to enlist with us. Right? We need people here. We need men with experience. Because I mean, if you've worked on Arrakis, yeah, it's nice. The spiced coffee's okay. Conditions suck. Giant worms try to eat you. Right. Let's, let's try to if there's an opportunity I'd bounce.
1: Right. But for Lido, these guys have experience that is like none of the none of the soldiers from Caladan have that kind of experience. No, they're all still water fat and don't know how to do anything. Right. So they so he's trying to keep as many of those guys that are choosing to leave as possible. Because if they're choosing to leave, they clearly don't have like really strong allegiance to anybody who's who's on the planet. So you know,
0: yeah, because you uh-huh. know the Harkonnen ones are the ones who are paid by them would, would stay because they've been paid. Right. So yeah, it makes sense. These are good people. Um, let's see. Do 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 so down in the low in the lower level in the waiting room. I suggest you go down there and play a tune or two, soften their minds and turn on the pressure,
1: right? I like like, what you gotta do. I like earlier how uh, Leto is um, you must persuade some of the men to enlist with us. Gurney goes, How strong of a persuasion, sire. do you want me to shank some of them?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Just just sing to them. Yeah, sing them some songs and then, like, turn the pressure up. He goes, and by the way, we'll give money. Like, offer money. 20% higher wages than they received on the, under, under the Harkonnens. No more than that, sire. I know the Harkonnens pay scales. And to men... With their termination pay in their pockets and the wonderlust on them, well, sir, 20% could hardly seem proper inducement to stay. Right. Right. I can see that. Money in your pockets. wonderlust, Want to get out? See the world? Galaxy? You know. Right. Ludo spoke impatiently. Then use your own discretion in particular cases. Just remember the treasury isn't bottomless. Right. All of the 20%, 20% wherever you can. We particularly need space drivers, weather scanners, dune men, and anybody with open sand experience. Hmm. And then Gurney quotes Zoom. I understand, sire. They shall come all for violence. Their face shall sup up as the east wind and they shall gather the captivity of the sand. <laughs> what? It's so cool. Who just like pulls that out? Just <laughs> quoting stuff. A very movie quotation, the Duke said. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, and by the way, thank you for doing that. Make sure you give a short drill on water discipline because that's a thing. Right. And field personnel will direct them. And don't forget about the men for Howitt. 300. And then where should I report to you when I've completed my chores? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the Lido says, I've taken over the council room topside. So we'll hold staff there. I want to arrange a new planetary dispersal order with armored squads going out first. Alex stopped in the act of turning away. caught Cotlito's eye. Are you anticipating that kind of trouble, sir? I thought there was a judge of a change here. Then the Duke. Both open battle and secret. There'll be blood of plenty spilled here before we're through. Right. He's like... I'm ready for everything immediately.
1: They've, they've tried to take the life of my son, you know, like, yes, I'm getting ready for the worst possible situation right off the bat.
0: And yeah. And I feel like there's a, a wait and see thing that he's not doing. Like he is attacking. Right. And they're very much in a defense mode, but he's on the offense. Right. At this point, which I don't know if that's the best move in a knife fight. Because they do go, I guess knife fighting is the main way they kind of talk about all this stuff with Canley and knowing which, which hand holds the knife. Right. If you're always on the offense, you usually get slipped up. Just a, just a thought. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, The Duke side, hurry back, Gurney. Very good, my Lord. The whip scar rippled. To his grin. Behold, as my wild ass in the desert go, I go I forth to my work. <laughs> it's like he just like totally was self deprecating
1: and like making a joke, but it's still like this beautiful <laughs> quote. Behold, as a wild ass in the desert go I forth to my work.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, and I mean you can't help but not like Gurney. Right. Like he, he's not the trader. There's no way that Gurney would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to sell out. Like he doesn't care. Right.
1: He's doing his own thing. Yeah. He's just like trying to play guitar and shank some people.
0: Occasionally shank to people when he yeah. has to. Right. And when no, they don't like a song or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, presently, Alito took a leisurely diagonal course across to the lift. Acknowledging salutes with a casual hand wave, he recognized a propaganda corpsman, stopped to give him a message that he could relay to the men through the channels. Those who had brought their women would to know their women are safe and where they could be found. You know, that makes sense. And the others would wish to know that the population here appeared to boast more women than men. (gasps) Uh, Such a Duke thing to do. Oh, by the way, guys, it's pretty cool here.
1: yeah let the uh, let the let the married guys know that their wives are safe and let the unmarried guys know that there's plenty of wives around here.
0: If you' don't, if you don't mind the the sand going up your butt, it's okay. <laughs> the Duke slapped his propaganda man on the arm, signaling the message at top priority. put out immediately. And then continue to cross the room. Don't you love him like somebody like an elder or like your boss? just You know, just slaps you on the shoulder. Like, yeah, good old man. Get, get a bit bagger. <laughs> Come in, must always look confident, he thought. All that faith riding on your shoulders. You sit in the critical seat and never show it.
1: Right. He's like,
0: flat. through the room kissing babies, basically. And he's like, like, hey, guys. Hey, good to see you. Hey, nothing. All right, right, right. <laughs> Gillian gets in the lift, turns around, doors close, (laughs) breathes a sigh of relief. He could turn and face the the impersonal doors. They've tried to take the life of my son.
1: (laughs) Whoa, I'm over here dropping stuff. That (laughs) got me, dude, because like Lido, oh. He's like he's a really good leader but like to his core he doesn't believe in this whole system and he knows how to play the part and he's like like we just said he's like walk around and he's kissing babies and he's talking to the guys and he's smiling and then the door closes and he's like Ugh, like why do i have to do this it's so dumb I just want to tear it all down you know and um, that seems to be where a lot of this like that affection with Gurney comes from because Gurney for many reasons just shouldn't be there. <laughs> you know, like he just seems like he's in the wrong place and he's like saying snarky stuff to his boss, which in this whole universe so far that's like not something that you do. And Lito was just like, man, you're awesome. I love you. You're so cool. You know? And he's like, it says like at, at one point when Gurney, uh, after he says the, the ass in the desert thing, yeah, his head at the retreating back. Um, Halleck was a continual amazement, a head full of songs, quotations, and flowery phrases, and the heart of an assassin when it came to dealing with the Harkonnen. So he's like, He's walking away and he's just shaking his head like, gosh, this dude's cool.
0: <laughs> and he trusts him completely. Right. Which why wouldn't he? he's like, what you
1: see is what you get. He's this knobby, like lump of a man, but he's exactly the way he is. And he's like pretty unapologetic about it.
0: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I think in this chapter, you, okay we're starting to see the Duke unravel a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's the beginning. You can start to see like, he's even thinking about, okay, after I die, this needs to be Paul's home. Like I, we, okay, we have to, we have to get to a certain point before things fall apart. So, so Paul has a fighting chance. Right. And so that goes to like the beginning of the quote, the quote in the beginning of the chapter was talking about like, what does like, he's not a person easily hoodwinked. Why would he say yes to this? Did he have an option to say no? Why doesn't he run away? Maybe he's just doing the best he can with what he has and knows that Paul will eventually like take over and has put him in the best spot. Right. I mean, he's trained Paul to do everything he possibly can. He's okay. got the men tap training. He's got training from Jessica. Or Lido knows
1: exactly what he's doing. You know, he just wants to be the guy to flick the first domino that knocks all the other dominoes down.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he just knows like this is how, this is how it ends. I'm not getting out. We're gonna set things up, and everyone's coming with me.
1: Right. And like I say, in every episode, people, I have no idea what's coming. I have zero context for this.
0: You no. have not watched the movie. You have not went on Reddit. You don't right. know how this ends. I literally I avoid
1: any photos of of like the characters and stuff. I like looked up uh, the uh, what's that weird word that he said at the beginning the floor yeah. floor Farfalush, 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 whatever. I looked it up to see like the pronunciation, like what it was. And it took me to a Dune wiki. And I was just like, don't read the words. Don't look at the pictures. Just find the pronunciation. But where's the pronunciation? button?
0: Because <laughs> I also don't want to know,
1: you know, usually I dive in and research all the things, but
0: I kind of like not knowing. It does It add a, a different flavor. For yeah. sure, because we are definitely going to have a different experience, a much better one than the movie. I, I might add, if you follow along with all the chapters as we go through them, then I think you'll have a better experience overall. Be I mean, much longer than going to a two and a half hour movie, but <laughs> right, I like the thing much richer. We're not as cute as the actors that are portraying the people. We also don't get paid as much, so it makes right. sense.
1: We get paid
0: not as much as. Anything we get nothing. <laughs> no, what you can do is you can smash that like button, and that you can, as a form of payment to us, just your attention. You also follow us at Reading Dune on Twitter and email us all the things we're doing wrong and some things we're doing right. Who knows? There are lots of paths this could go. And if you're enjoying this, we like we like a good encouraging message or a good quote, like Bernie. Yes. I kind of just want any message. I'm stoked anytime
1: any message comes in.
0: So. A message from the people, right? They're there. They're they're listening. It's like in the last chapter on the uh, on the shield wall. You see a little little like like Morse code and light. Yes. Hey hey hey. Beep, beep, We're beep. We are here. We are here. Even if you want to make fun of our mannerisms or something,
1: I would love that. So. <laughs>
0: We're all for the self-deprecation here. So keep uh stay spicy, and uh we will see you next chapter. Yeah. Peace. Bye.